0: Mangrove, the zero yeah. go, the zero yeah. go, the zero Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we will be speaking with Coach Couch Live and Commanders in the Chats podcast host Chris Powell. Going to talk a little commanders as they take on the Tennessee Titans this. Sunday. But first, I want to thank you all for tuning in on Spotify, tuning in on Apple Podcasts, tuning in on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you would, go ahead and rate the show on Spotify. You can give me that five-star rating. And on Apple Podcasts, you can actually rate the show there and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now before we get to my conversation with my guest for today, we're going to do the get it off your chest segment. And on this one, we're going to talk a little Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Yes, I'm talking a little basketball in this get it off your chest segment. Because these two are getting ready to start the season, and of course, the news hits that Draymond Green, hit Jordan Poole and practice. Oh, my God. You see all the news posted. You see people talk about what's going on. And then maybe they're fighting over a contract extension or because both are actually eligible and they're not going to give two maxes out. Some one might get one. And, of course, they're talking about one was talking trash and one did this and one did that. And how Draymond is this way. And Jordan Poole is this way. Now. I totally get all that conversation. I completely understand it. However. Teammates fight. It happens. It doesn't mean one's got to be traded. One's got to do this. You got to get rid of this person. They may be breaking up the band. No, nah, Doesn't mean that at all. Let me give you an example. I mean. For those that don't know, I did play college football. Probably got into, let's see, got into fights on the field with my teammates. I've done that before. I've had plenty of my teammates get into fights with my other teammates on the football field. We still walked off the football field. We probably forgot about it after that practice. Heck, got into a fight with one of my teammates before. We still all good today. Plenty of teammates fight. It isn't uncommon for that to happen because tensions rise, passions rise, and things happen. It's going to happen. Doesn't mean that all heck is breaking loose and the team is over The biggest thing is, is that this team is still united. And from all indications, everything is still united. He's not going to miss any games. So everyone is going off the deep end about this fight. And oh, my God, they're fighting at practice. They got into it. They did this. They did that. The team's going to fall apart. No, it's not. It's not. It's very common for teammates to fight each other. It's actually very common for some teammates to not even like each other. But when they get between those lines or get on that court, all that stuff is set aside for the betterment of the team because they love to play and play to win. It is what it is. Some that haven't played sports or don't know would think this would destroy a team. But a team like the Golden State Warriors, I don't think it'll destroy them. Heck, it may make them stronger. You never know. We'll see what happens, but you know, I don't. I don't believe this is as big a deal as everyone is making it out to be. So you know, in the words of uh, Aaron Rodgers, "Relax." Yeah, I actually did use the Aaron Rodgers one. Yeah, shocked me too. <laughs> All right, gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, you're here. My conversation with. Chris Powell on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to. Well, let me tell you about peace of mind counseling and life coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615 615- nine three oh one two three zero so if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone take the time to reach out to peace of mind counseling and life coaching where the motto is it costs you your peace of mind then it is too expensive welcome to welcome back i should say to touring the afc south i am your host mike patton and the Tennessee Titans are heading back up north this one this time. I would say a little bit more northeast, maybe per se. But they're heading specifically to the NFC East this time, not to the AFC East. You know, that was a bad trip for them, you know, 41-7 to the Buffalo Bills. They're heading to the Washington Commanders, riding a two-game win streak. And I figured let's find out a little bit more about the Washington Commanders and I reached out to somebody that I thought may have a great bit of insight for them. You know him as the host of the Commanders in the Chat podcast and Couch Coach Live. It is Mr. Chris Powell. What's going
1: on, man? What's going on, Mike? How's everything going, man?
0: Going great. Going great. Now, of course, got to ask you, how long and how did you get roped into being a Commanders fan?
1: Uh, it was through birth. Obviously, uh, my dad being a, a, at the time, was a Washington Redskins fan. And it's just something that it grew on me. You know, obviously, as a kid, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my dad's team. But probably, I want to say maybe about like oh six, oh seven, that's when I really started loving loving the team, following it like on a daily basis, watching pregame, postgame shows. I really became like obsessed uh, with the team about, about 15 years from now, you know.
0: Got you Okay. All right. All right. So I just want to give everybody a little bit of background as to your love of the Washington Commanders. Well, now yeah. the Washington Commanders. But yeah. you know, of course, we do have to talk about the team that plays in the big space station, which is the Washington Commanders. Okay. Yeah, I do call it the Big Space Station. That's that's my nickname for the for the stadium there. Yeah. And it is it is kind of out of this world if you look at it. And I don't know if that's in a good way, but we'll get to that another time. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the Carson Wentz experience. Yes. The Washington Commanders traded for Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts this offseason as he gets his third chance to be the, the basically the franchise quarterback. Uh of course, starting off this season, uh 1031 yards, eight touchdowns, five interceptions, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sacks that he has taken. Now I've got to ask, do you think it's more on him that he has got sacked so many times? So I'll, I'll just say this. He did get sacked nine times against the Philadelphia Eagles, which that was rough. Though, Is it all on him? Is the O-line? Or is it kind of a mixture of both? I
1: think it's a mixture of both. Um, you even look at, like, in the Philly game where he had the nine sacks. The most – the majority the, – the lion's share of those sacks, I think, essentially belonged to Carson Wentz because I think you look at some of those progressions where he kept on – pump fake and it has in. it's not 2017 everybody knows when you has and you pump fake you know <laughs> you buy yourself some time um the line is also another issue too obviously with the makeshift line that we got and just so many injuries that's going on there um but for the most part even even in the cowboys game where essentially you didn't see the nine sack game but obviously he got sacked twice and in our first three offensive possessions there was intentional ground in which you you really chalked that up as a sack as well. So there was pressure in there as well. And then I think in, in the Dallas game, he was pressured 40% of the time. So that's where it's kind of where it's somewhat of his fault as well, too, but then also lends itself to the offensive line. And I think sometimes too, it can be um, deemed as like play calling as well. I think they can, they can put him in positions for him to not be as, for him not to be um, as pressured so, yeah, mm-hmm. all
0: right, what do you uh, what are your hopes for him? Uh, you know, I, 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 this is his third time trying to be the starting quarterback for a franchise. It didn't work out in Philly because he, he kind of got his feelings hurt that, you know, Jalen Hurts stepped in. And then in Indianapolis, they just after one year were like, no, nah, this ain't it. Now he's in Washington. I mean, what are your hopes for him in terms of being the guy or do you think he is the guy for the commanders?
1: With Carson, the biggest thing I even talked about it like in the preseason, the biggest thing with Carson was it's not his physical ability, it's his mental makeup. It's you know, it's moments where now you're looking at now seeing it bird's eye view. Where when I see him on the sidelines after like a three and out and he's slamming a Gatorade cup or he's slamming objects, I already know he's 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 done. Like, I, I, I don't expect much from him because I know it's upstairs. I just want him to a point where at least I want him to be comfortable and. And get himself get over those type of mental issues and realize, hey, that's a part of the game. Things are gonna happen. And you just need to persevere. I think that if he can get that mental toughness and have an edge to him, like to me, like that Philly game showed me, like, well, I talked about the three the three tests that he was gonna have, especially you know, going back to Philly. I'm scared to go back to Philly now because like just imagine if he's like that at home and like you know you got to have an edge to yourself. Like it's almost to a point, Hey, I got sacked last, last week, nine times or whatever. Let's go back to a drawing board. Let's, let's, let's show this, you know, let's show everybody, you know, that I'm, that I'm capable of doing this. So it's, it's mental. And if he can overcome that, and my biggest hope for him is to overcome those mental things, because he, he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's by far, he's our best quarterback we've had in, in over 10 years. So, show it, you know, show that, show that, you know, those draft picks was worth it, show that, hey, Philly made a mistake and we understand, you know, I think all of us in, in a human element of it, I think we, all, if we were in Carson Wins' situation in Philly, I think we would all feel the same way as Carson Wins. And then prove Jim Ir- Irsay wrong. He was the one that said, you know, we made a big mistake off of one year. That would have been fuel to me. I, that Jim Irsay would that Jim Irsay quote, would have hung in my locker, into to a point where I'm like, "Look, protect me. Do what I gotta do. Let's go out here and just and show the world." But we're not seeing that for him, unfortunately, at this point. So,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Well, we'll see if he can get it together. Of course, that'll start with uh, Sunday with the Titans. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, I do want to talk about a good story for the Washington Commanders, which is uh, Brian Robinson. He, you know, of course, he he got uh, uh, robbed and, and shot during the robbery thank the lord he was he was able to survive it and he started practicing this week so uh what are you are you hoping for uh eventually when he's able to get back on the field from him
1: i i'm expecting big things from him um and it's crazy you know going back to hearing that news it stopped me in my tracks because obviously when i think of a you know of so, of someone getting shot i automatically the automatic first person i thought about was sean taylor like almost that same feeling Eerie feeling that I had fifteen years ago. Same here, you know. Obviously, when I first heard, heard heard the details without knowing the context of it, just knowing that hey, he was shot, not knowing the severity of it, that was the first thing I thought. And you know, and for it to happen two weeks before he was supposed to start was kind of one of those where it's just like, oh, it was a blatant feeling. But for him to essentially, I think, you know, for him to get shot on a Sunday and then be able to he didn't go to practice, but he went to the facility and, and, and the few thing about it was because his, his rookie duty is to bring snacks to the, to the running back room. And he bought snacks that, that Tuesday, 48 hours after he got shot. So to me, it, it looks like just the type of resolve and he's, he's going to be, I think someone that's going to be, it's, it's going to be a, a, a great asset to our running back room. And I expect a lot from him. I think he's going to be, obviously I think he'll be our starting running back. Um, you know, down the line at some point during this season. So I expect a lot. I think he just – it's just a testament of just, you know, just the fact of going through all that that adversity. I think anything on this football field he's going to be able to, to, to take care of. I think that this is a resolve alone in just this short period of time that he's dealt with. I think it's going to carry him a long way in this league.
0: All right, all right. Now, of course, uh, due to uh... – you know the, the the shooting and him trying to get himself back healthy. He he probably won't be playing this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think of the guys that are around him in terms of you know Antonio Gibson, McKissick? Do you expect them to kind of pick up the load or get better, or is it more on the offensive line to open holes?
1: I think it's I, I think it's it's the weirdest thing where they're they're a unit that I think if if the play calling and Scott Turner was doing what he had to do. They were they, these are good running backs because you even look in in the Dallas game last week where the ball was moving down the field and to a point we were like in red zone situations multiple times in that Dallas game and they just literally just threw away the whole notion of running the football you know in the red zone so it's kind of one of those where they're like a really incomplete they're they're good backs I mean you look at like Antonio Gibson last year he was a thousand yard receiver and then for Ron Rivera said well we you know. Well, we, you know, we're still trying to make him, you know, a thousand yard back. You can, you, you have those opportunities. And like you said, the line yeah, it's banged up and you know, we've, we've had makeshift lines for years. Like, so it's one of those where I think they still have an opportunity. I just think they're just not utilized in the way they should. And they are not just your prototypical uh, mom, uh, mom and pause running backs of the past. These guys have, op- they can, you know, you get screens, so you can also get these guys and, first, and they can be versatile. They can, you know, go for a pass here or there. So uh, they're just underutilized I think at this point.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now, of course, <clears throat> I do have to talk about the passing game of the commanders. Now, oh boy, what can you say uh, this is going on in terms of uh, the passing game there and uh, just the, the the passing defense i should say i'm sorry with uh william jackson and with uh mr fuller out there it just what what else going on it just seems like they're kind of struggling a little bit
1: that's another thing where it's just like i and the thing about it and this is where it, and, and i hate to sound like a broken record you're putting guys in positions where they don't belong like i think kendall fuller even in the first go-round with kendall fuller here he was our nickelback and I think he should be like essentially like a like a nickelback at this point. I don't think he should be guarding the likes of Devonte Smiths or C.D. Lamb's, you know, or you're like your one, your number one wide receivers. And William Jackson's once again, he was the one that was supposed to come here and free re, 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 revitalize our you know our secondary. He was someone where he did great in Cincinnati, but has that came into fruition here in, in um, you know in Washington not at all. Um, and it's crazy. And I think one of our best corners is probably Ben St. Juice. And, and then you last him as well. And it's so disappointing when you have those guys there. And because you have a solid, we got a solid defensive line. We got solid. And for them to get bailed out, you know, for them to kind of get unnoticed because, you, you you know, Kendall Fuller is, or, not, or, or William Jackson, they're getting torched down the field. And even like in the Dallas game where, they were they were just having these unexplainable penalties to a point where it's like, where's the discipline? Like one he um it was William Jackson, he face masked the um, I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Noah Brown last week. But I'm just thinking to myself, you had that matchup, why are you face masking him? Like he wouldn't have got he he wouldn't have got to the ball. Like, why'd you why'd you do that? Like, wh- what was the point of that? So, and that's the thing too, where the discipline and then also giving up those big plays. And that's just been the biggest issue that played us in these first four weeks. And then what played us in, in 2021.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now I will say this. I did listen to, uh, Teron Davenport, uh, in his podcast, he had, uh, a, someone that covers him for ESPN nation because someone that covers the commanders on, he didn't mention that, you know, William Jackson more is more as a man to man coverage guy and they're trying to make him play zone. Which that could potentially be an issue as well. Which I don't, I don't quite understand why you would bring someone in that their strength is not necessarily what you run. But that's just me.
1: You know that sound like that sound like how they try to do with Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Norman. It's it's <laughs> eerily the same thing. I'm telling you, that's why everybody kept on saying why well, it doesn't work. These guys are out of position.
0: I hear you there. I hear you there. Now I do have to ask about Chase Young. Chase Young, of course, recovering from an ACL injury. Uh what have you heard about him in terms of his uh return back to the field?
1: I, I know I, I'm thinking and it's kind of an odd thing where I know that I'm assuming I'm I'm assuming probably gonna be next week in ship versus Chicago. I'm thinking more than likely. That should be the case. And I think if it was me personally, I wouldn't have him play Sunday and then turn back around and play Thursday. So mm-hmm. um, at this point, I either you know, just just to a process where hey, get him, get him on the field to a point where don't rush him back. And you know, especially in the way the season is going, you know, but I'm leaning maybe towards I'm thinking maybe uh, next week, next Thursday, potentially
0: and make his debut. Um, Gotcha, gotcha. Honestly, I'm thinking probably further than that, to be honest, the way the season's going. But that's That's just me. That's true. Um, You know, I definitely expect him to, you know, kind of get ramped up into playing and then also maybe play situationally until they feel he's ready. Or they may play him that way. But we'll see what happens. But For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my... You know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram, at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook, Call Joshua Silver's photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Of course, we got to talk about this week, and the matchup this week is the Tennessee Titans, which have won two in a row. That's worth uh, noting that they beat the excuse me the Las Vegas Raiders, and they beat the Indianapolis Colts, which are two teams that have two wins combined. So you know, not necessarily world beaters, but hey, they're they're doing something. And uh, you know it's kind of like they found a little bit of magic going on, and what bit of that magic, the the the, I would say the magic one that goes along with the rest of the magic, would be Derrick Henry. I mean Derrick Henry, he just had his first 100 yard game last week. I mean, how do you plan? How do you, how do you plan to attack this Titans offense, especially Derrick Henry, uh, this week with them kind of getting a little bit of their mojo back?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, a tough ask. I mean, you know, when we look at um just far as the matches that we've had in the previous four weeks, we haven't had no one like a Derrick Henry. And he's coming off his first hundred yard, you know, rushing um game this season. So it's almost like it's blood in the water. So, you know, if he's you know coming off a great performance last week. You think he's definitely gonna, um, you know, turn it into full gear. I think essentially uh, one of the keys is is our defensive line. You look at like Jonathan Allen. I think he be he'll be someone at, uh, at Alabama on Alabama matchup in a sense where, um, you know, and even last week, you know, and I, you know, last week we against Dallas, uh, we did a pretty good as far as our run defense because I think we only allowed like. Uh, 62 yards and only two, I think it's like 2.8 or 2.9 yards per carry. But obviously, we're not we talked about we, we were talking about Pollard and Zeke, but well, we talked about Derrick Henry. So it's gonna be a tough ask for um us. My biggest thing is hey, we be able to contain them and then have that stamina in that fourth quarter when tough when the going gets tough, because I know that's what they're gonna try to do and, and where our uh, where I line out. And it's just going to be like, it's going to be a war of attrition. So hopefully these guys will be, be ready for that, uh, for that onslaught that is uh, Derek Henry.
0: Now we'll say that, you know, he is doing, uh, you know, things in, in the running game like he usually does, but this year he's been more involved in the passing game. He's actually the fourth leading pass catcher on the Titans team right now. Um, and, and that's more primarily screens and, you know, dump off flat patterns and stuff like that. Do you have a fear of him catching the football I mean, I know teams look at him and catch the football, but they really I, – I wonder if teams really understand or, or have any type of fear of him catching the football and kind of potentially taking it to the house
1: there. Yeah, and especially – and the thing about it is once they get past that defensive line, it's literally open season, unfortunately. The way – it's to a point where he get that second layer, it's a wrap. Like, it's <laughs> – it's gonna be a, a situation where it can get really ugly. Um, especially I, I don't think, you know, you look at our linebacking core, Jamie Davis and uh, you know, and, and Jamie Davis and Cole Holcomb. Um, it's gonna be a long night. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a long afternoon. So uh we'll have to pack our lunch for that one. <laughs> oh, I hear you
0: there. Now for of course, uh, you know, packing the lunch, you know, he definitely gonna to have to do that against the uh the, the likes of Derrick Henry. But one thing I will say is there's a nice little spread when it comes to the passing offense of the Titans, because, you know, you could have, you know, your, 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 uh, your, your little light stuff over here. You got your salad right here. You got, you know, the other things over here and that's what you can talk about when it comes to the Tennessee Titan passing game, because they've had four games and four different leaders in the uh, passing game, each different game. So Going into this game, I mean, how, you know, an an already struggling pass uh, defense, how do you kind of deal with multiple weapons out there and you never know which one's going to pop off during the game?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a different tough ask for this defense. Um, To me, I think the biggest thing is just getting pressure to Tannehill. Like, I think if you get – that's the biggest thing to get him rattled because, like, if he has opportunity to, you know, to pass – and, and like you said, have a he has a bevy of, of options when it comes to that. That's a nightmare for us. That could be something that could could bold, bold as you know as a situation where he could break off a big play, you know, one of the wide receivers could break off a big play off the strength of that, where we don't know what's coming. Like as far as like if he has that that multifaceted uh, passing game. That can, you know, that could definitely be, uh, you know, something that is going to be really, really uh, tricky and some for us that it's going to be hard for us to defend.
0: Now, just to give uh, everyone a little heads up, uh, as far as the different pass catchers that have led them in passing, you got Robert Woods, uh, that's led them in the uh, I'm sorry, let me start in order. Kyle Phillips was the first game, rookie from UCLA. Second game was Trey Lumbert's Third game was Robert Woods. Last game was Chico Kwaku. You notice in that that order there? Three of the four were rookies. So yeah. So that's quite interesting. Um, also, you know, the Titans uh going to switch over to course uh defense, but before we switch over to defense, you got Fuller and Jackson versus Woods and whoever, because Traylon Burks, uh, I don't think he's going to play this week. He's having a dealing with a foot injury, kind of limp so, and he hasn't practiced. So uh, I'm assuming that he's not going to play this week. And there'll probably be Nick Westbrook and Kenny and Kyle Phillips. So how do you feel about that matchup? Fuller and Jackson versus Woods, Nick Westbrook Kenny and Kyle and, and, and Phillips.
1: Honestly, it's our probably our best matchup as far as receiving core, that we've had this far, like as far as a matchup, as far as that we can take advantage of, we don't, you know, necessarily have to worry about, you know, like you know, Dallas, you know, obviously like CD and, um, uh, you know, and also, you know, uh, AJ Brown and also, uh, yeah, for you know, AJ Brown, yeah, you know, now we got to play on twice a year now, and then, uh, Devontae Smith. So, you know, this one, is, I think. But the crazy thing about it, even though it might be our best matchup from a personnel standpoint, but I still can't trust those two to defend. And I think, you know, either they'll they'll get burnt on big plays or commit these careless penalties. So it's our best matchup thus far that I think we can beat, but I'm still kind of on the fence about (laughs) about this matchup, but – if, if we – if I put it this way. If this is our best chance to showcase our secondary for the foreseeable future because I don't see, a, um you know, that that we can take advantage of.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now, of course, uh, we do have to flip it on the defensive side of the ball. The Titans front four versus the Commanders offensive line. You got Jeffrey Simmons and Nico Autry. You don't have Harold Landry, but you do have Rashad Weaver in there. So those three right there are pretty vicious in their own right. Then you throw Mario Edwards Jr. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if Bud Dupree's going to play. He's dealing with a hip issues, So he might not play this game. But still, with those four in there, uh, it's kind of a mm, – does it make you a little nervous seeing those guys up front?
1: Absolutely. When you hear Jeffrey Simmons, you're like, oh, boy, like you think you're so. And like you said, Autry and they've been they've been uh, doing their thing this year. So this is another one. You got a banged up offensive line. You got a quarterback, you know, and you just look at that, you know, those situations of the past where, you know, you think, oh, you know, there's really no week off when you look at it from a personnel standpoint. Like, okay, well, this this we don't really have any fears guys on the opposing end that could, could cause havoc. No, this this is another tough, um, tough defensive line that we have to face. And it's just one of those where um this is kind of one of those games where I think running will be the best for us because obviously if you got a quarterback that's being that was rushed last week for 40, you know, 40% of his of his throws, that's not good. Cause normally you think to yourself if a quarterback's getting rushed like 40% how or if he's going to be able to even even do anything. So I think especially with this line, I think running might be the best thing uh run, get screens, you know, get your running backs active because this is another fierce defensive front that um I don't think we're going to be as pass happy as as peop- as fans and other people will want it to be. Got you.
0: Yeah, definitely if you want if they throw the ball for 40 40 times this time again, I mean, honestly, just to give everybody a a a kind of a viewpoint here, I believe Carson Wentz is throwing it almost 40 times, if not more, 40 times or more every game this season. Yep. That's not a good recipe to win, especially with uh Carson Wentz, you know, going superhero sometimes. And then also with you know just basically pinning the ears back of, of rushers basically pinning their ears back and rushing him the entire game. That's that's not a good combination at all. Mm-mm. Now, let's see, as far as the, uh, as far as, the, you know, you did mention kind of ways to keep them off balance as well, but I want to go to the secondary, which that has been a place where the Titans have been able to be, take, be taken advantage of. Um, so how do you like it? You know, I, I think Jahan Dotson might be out this game. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, yep. you still have uh you still have a uh, scary Terry out there. So, you know, I, I still think they have weapons. How do you how do you attack this secondary that's kind of been much maligned to kind of start the season so far at the
1: Titans? I think it's uh, almost, and, and it's funny, I look at these matchups almost like we're, like the, the Titans, we're, the, the Titans and the Commanders are a lot alike as far as, how, you know, as far as their schemes and everything is so far in a sense. Well, I think, you know, you talk about Ryan Tannehill's success in the first first couple games was having a, a plethora a wide receiver options and i think this is another one where even though you may not necessarily have jahan um in this in this game but you also still have some good wide receivers obviously you know you you know also we're talking about terry um i think curtis I, i'm thinking he's gonna play i think i think he did practice it's looking,
0: like
1: it. it's looking like he's it's looking gonna like- play He's like, uh, he's like, he's our, he's the, he's the East Coast, um, Debo Samuel, our little, De- our little, <laughs> uh, you know, our little poor man's Debo Samuel, but he's my guy. But um, then also you, you know, you still got other wide receivers like Deami Brown. This is an op- opportunity for Deami Brown to potentially shine, and also uh, Cam Sim. So we have formidable wide receiver, you know, weapons. You know, even though you know Jahan is out, but I still think um, and that's you know a good. You know, I think we still have a very. That's probably the most favorable matchup that we have in this game, and then considering the fact, like a guy like you know, uh, you know, uh, Matt Ryan went off last week. Matt Ryan had a a pretty good game last week. So to me, I'm like, that's a, that was pretty. You know, that's pretty encouraging uh, for us at this point. So, um, yeah, I think this is gonna. That's probably by far will be the matchup that that's that's favorable on on our end.
0: Got you. Now I will say this though, you know, Matt Ryan went off, but he went off to the tight ends. You know, while the Cox got got busy. So, you know, yeah. uh, I, I'm pretty sure your tight end, uh, Logan, Logan, uh, yeah. Logan, so Thomas. Logan Thomas. Thomas yeah. Logan Thomas. Oh, yeah. I still remember him as a quarterback at Virginia Tech. But uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, as far as uh, Logan Thomas, yeah, he's got to be potentially licking his chops looking at this. Yeah. But I w- however, I will say, last week, one of the reasons that the tight ends for the Colts got off was because Imani Hooker was there. Imani Hooker didn't play for the Titans, and he's basically their tight end stopper. He's the guy that covers tight ends a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of questionable. He's I think he's coming off a concussion, so I'm not sure if he's going to play this week or not. So, yeah. um, let's see. One other matchup I was going to look at, too, is uh, you got Scary Terry versus Christian Fulton, who is the best Titans corner. So that'll be a matchup within the game to kind of keep yeah. an eye on right there. So, yeah. you know, how do you – you know, I, I I see Fulton trying to do his thing, trying to hedge his way to be, you know, mentioned among top corners in the NFL. Of course, he did have a few hiccups along the way this year. It, it, hey, who, who doesn't? He's a corner. You're going to get beat sometime. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I definitely, I want to, what do you think of that matchup between those two? Do you think it's a pretty even matchup or do you think uh, Scary Terry's got the advantage?
1: I think Scary, um, <laughs> yeah, Terry, I think Terry got the, um, got the advantage in this matchup. And I think, Especially with him, I think these four weeks have been been pretty rough for him. In a sense, obviously, you know, even in the Philly game, you know, he did get the he did get over 100 yards in receiving um, in that Philly game, but it was in garbage time. So, you know, a lot of people consider that like empty calorie type of stats. And then, you know, last week was pretty much, you know, um, wasn't really a good performance for him as well, too. So, I definitely think I think he, this is a week where he's going to really kind of revert back to um to his old self and and take advantage of the matchup.
0: All right, we'll definitely see, we'll definitely see. Now, of course, he does have uh, 250 yards receiving so far and it is 17 games. So, you know, yep. if you add that up until 16 games, that's a thousand. So, he's on pace to have about 1100 yards this year. So,
1: yeah.
0: We'll see what happens. But uh of course, that's the end of my questions for uh this episode, but we do have a game Five right. questions, two answers, you got to pick one. Now, one of these questions, we got three, but we'll get to that one later. um, okay. uh, Five questions, two answers, you got to pick an answer. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Mark Rippon or Doug Williams, which quarterback are you going to pick if you got to win one game?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. Uh. Ooh. Get Mark red can.
0: And I'm telling, I'm telling Doug Williams on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding, me, I'm kidding. Me and Doug,
1: cool. We cool. Me and Doug cool. <laughs> I actually met Doug right.
0: before. Yeah, I haven't met he's him before. Cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but he's cool. uh, we got John Riggins or Clinton Portis. Uh, <laughs> mm. old school versus new school.
1: Uh. Give me Rigo. All right. Give me okay. Rigo.
0: I sense a theme here. I sense a theme. Now, of <laughs> course, we've got uh, the late Sean Taylor or Daryl Green.
1: Which Ooh. one? Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, yikes. Like.
0: Uh, I, hey, I did my research. Man. I'm
1: going to put it this way. it g- Give me Sean T. And I think just because I think of the what effect of. Because I think he would have, he would have been, he would have been Daryl Green esque. So okay. yeah, from the what if standpoint, so I'm gonna, I'm going preface that way.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, okay. I've got you've got to pick one team to cheer for one game. Is it gonna be the Giants, Eagles, or the Cowboys?
1: <laughs> oh, oh boy, um.
0: There's no cop-outs on this one, too, by the way.
1: Oh, for sure. No, I'm going to answer the question. Yeah, she's got to give me like a few seconds to marinate on that. We definitely we definitely know it ain't Dallas. So it's going to either be the Giants or the Eagles. You know what? I, the Giants. It'll be the Giants.
0: Okay. Just don't tell nobody out there, though. Gonna- for sure. For
1: sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Last one. I'm, I'm going to give you a music one. Okay. okay. Okay, we're going go to go the Clips or Wale. Which one you you riding out to? Oh. <laughs> mm. You gotta make the right answer, man.
1: It's got to be <laughs> you know what? Cuz I'm from VA. These are my guys from VAs VA will. Give me the Clips.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: There you go. Yeah, you go. That's what yeah they my guys from the seven five seven. Yeah, for sure. I still,
0: I still listen to that first album, the album it's with the cool. little hundred yeah. folks on it. Yeah, yeah, still yeah for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, no doubt.
0: All right. Well, before we get you out of here, man, I got to get your prediction of what you think the score of the game is going to be.
1: All right. I think the commanders are going to win this game twenty-one to seventeen.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Man, <laughs> all right now well, we, we definitely uh i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm play this tape back you know if yes. is game, I, i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm not gonna we play tape, it. Yep. But, uh, it. <laughs> but yeah we'll definitely keep a note on that uh i think uh it'll be an interesting game um it'll be very dependent upon a couple different things well one thing in one place, and that be the trenches. That always tells the story. Yep. So, all right, so uh, we have reached the end of the show. I want to thank you for coming on. And what I also want to do is give you the floor, kind of tell everyone what you're working on, what you got going on, where they can find you on social media. Go ahead.
1: Well, all right, appreciate it. Once again, appreciate the opportunity. Um, so check out um, my main podcast, Couch Coach Live. We have that on Wednesdays, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, You can check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under Couch Coach Live. Then also uh, my Austin Commander-centric podcast, um, Commanders in the Chat. So we have our shows on Sundays after the game. We're going to do it now at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That will be our post-game show. And it just depends on our matchups, but normally we'll do uh, our previews on Thursdays. Um, at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, so that's that's what I got going on. So once again, appreciate you for having me on tonight.
0: All right. And where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, yeah. So pretty much personal um, Facebook um, slash Facebook ca- Chris Couch Coach Powell, and then also uh, the shows uh, Couch Coach Live, and then also Commanders in the chat, which is going to be Commanders ITC.
0: All right, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Oh, before we get out of here, of course, we have the tour in the AFC South inbox. We got a, a note from uh, Damian Adams. He said he's got Tennessee winning twenty one seven, and it's a tough game to pick.
1: Look, Da. Look, Da has been it, it been picking against Washington all year. I want to make him wrong at least two twice in the last like five weeks. So <laughs> he has he been, hey, he been, yeah, he been, he been, he been doing my boys dirty though. But it's all. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Now uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank everyone for tuning in to Touring the ASC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.